brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Time. Oh, it is uh, totally sipping time. Welcome to the Sips episode, where everything good in life is worth discussing. We are the best thing on at 2 a.m., and we'd like to thank you for choosing to listen to us instead of Future Tense analyzes the social, cultural, and economic faults lines arising with the rapid transformation. What do you think the snooze time is on that show? Eight and a half minutes? <laughs> Depends on whether or not you're from Nashville. What was funny is they actually spelled analyzes wrong in their show description. <laughs> was so like, it was more of like analyze? Yes, it was. <laughs> correct. I give it yeah. two minutes. Right. Yeah, I was like, uh, okay, all right. Hey, this is good old boy Mike. Uh, and joining me here at the table are good old boy Sparky. Hey. Uh, good old gal Carrie Ann. Howdy. Charlie is howdy, here. Howdy, And Jenny. Hello. Uh, so uh, this is a, a gang that has been alcohol-infused for this episode. <laughs> for a little sure. bit. A little bit. I was barrel-aged, actually. <laughs> Carrie Ann is joining us uh, from a blog she runs called Straight Up 615. Carrie Ann, take a moment share everyone about uh, this uh, uh, blog, yeah. So straight up 615 is where I write things that occasionally I get cease and desist orders from Diageo. And other times I am out <laughs> talking to people about why I got that. <laughs> there you go all the way. Uh, Charlie and Jenny are joining us from the Charlie Tonic Hour. Yeah, because I'm Jenny Tonic. And I'm Charlie. And we do the, the Charlie, Charlie Tonic, Tonic Hour. Hour. <laughs> yes. And we love doing that. Yes, we do. We do it every time we get and, a chance. And we do we do alcohol. We That's our podcast. We, we talk about drinks and how We it, talk it. We love it. We live we, it. We talk it. We drink it. It's, yeah. And they share it. And we have a shared passion. Absolutely. And that's the reason why uh, I'm so glad to have the two of you joining us here on the show. This episode is presented by Flaviar. It's an online whiskey club for spirits enthusiasts. Join the club and get your quarterly tasting boxes, free shipping on full-size bottles, invitations for tasting events, and exclusive access to rare and vintage editions. For more info, go to flaviar.com slash sips. That's F-L-A-V-I-A-R dot com slash sips. Our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, and coffee. Our show today is actually going to be all about barrel-aged gin. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's uh, pretty much what everybody says. So here's some of the products we're going to go through today. Lockhouse Barrel Gin, the Caval Barrel Gin, the Hidden River Barrel Rested Gin, Big Gin Bourbon Barrel, and Glorious Gin Oak are the products we're going to go through today. Jenny is going to get the honors of reading our Sips ratings today because she's the rookie at the table here. So your challenge, should you accept it, we should have like, you know, some Bond music in the background, shouldn't we, Sparky? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mission Impossible. Yeah. You know, if the have the exploding tape, is that you're going to have to read the Sips ratings channeling... Your favorite aunt or relative of your choice. And I love your relative of choice. So, And you'll have to declare what it is. So uh, take it away there, Jenny. These will be read in the style of my evangelical drunk aunt. <laughs> <laughs> take it away. Isn't that always how it is? Yes, yes. <laughs> so a sip rating of one. Baby Jesus, give me a glass of water to wash my mouth of the sinful product. Sip rating of two. Nice, like your first husband, but what else have you got? <laughs> well, isn't that nice? Boom. Sip rating of three. Interesting. What 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 else have you got in that bottle over there? Let me let me try that. 
Interesting. Separating of four. Okay, let's let's keep this drink a secret between the two of us. Um, just pour me another. Pour me another. Quick. That's classified. And a sip reading of five. Lord Jesus, I was unaware that anything could be this good. Oh my goodness! Yes! 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 So. And the committee says, oh yeah, that totally rocked the ass. Yeah. Didn't you? That, was good. that was awesome. That was awesome. Well played. Bravo. Watch and learn. I only wish I was making that up. Aww. So, barrel-aged gin. Hmm. Hmm. We are going to be tasting and discussing these... I'll have what she's having. Uh, new category of spirits. It's emerged over the last few years on the shelves of finer liquor stores and releases from many distilleries continue to appear. Even the government doesn't know how to tax, categorize, mess up whatever is being called barrel-aged gin. What did gin taste like more than 100 years ago? Many attributes, uh, many attribute the first gin out of the barrel uh, to the Citadel Reserve Gin. Following a similar track, the Croatian-born uh, Devorian Kuchan, who founded Old World Spirits in Belmont, California. Kuchan's Rusty Blade Gin steps further into the deep woody notes. What a name of a product. That was great. Why would great. you choose something called Rusty Blade? Because I just killed Because Sling Blade was uh, already taken there. Okay. Because yeah. you really want to drink that when you drink it, the first thing you think is, I need a tetanus shot. All the double, <laughs> yeah. rusty, all the double rusty blade. Could you just put a lemon peel on that? All right. So, Charlie... Yes. So, um, and while the above distillers are working on, with French oak, others are working with bourbon barrels. Uh, Paul Letko, a few spirits in Evanston, Illinois, uses new charred American white oak barrels as well as used bourbon and rye barrels in making his barrel gin. Roundhouse Spirits in Boulder, Colorado, feels similar about their Imperial Barrel Aged Gin, a spirit that their regular customers have named Jinsky. Ooh, I like Jinsky. that. Name. I like that. That's kind of cool. I, but all it reminds it, me of like a Shotsky. But it 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 flows a lot better than I'll have a double rusty blade. I'll have a double Jinsky. Yeah, I think so. Think that works better. <laughs> I, I think, think so. it does. So so the introduction the when they introduced oak to the gin, uh, it can be used subtly to augment the taste of gin and produced a softer, rounder, more complex flavor profile as uh, Citadel Reserve or in it can be taken to the extreme to produce kind of a hybrid spirit, which sits directly between the whiskey and the gin. And in this case, with the specifically bold few spirits barrel gin, uh, whether pursued in a haphazard experimental way or with a methodical attention to historical production techniques, the barrel aged gins are producing a wide variety of new flavor profits uh, profiles, not necessarily <laughs> profits <laughs> to, to be explored. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so these the, gins are good. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing you won't see from these brands that follow is the term barrel-aged on their label. That phrase the U.S. government now says will confuse consumers. Very confused. The Alcohol, Tobacco, Tax, and Trade Bureau, otherwise known as TTB, defines gin as an unaged spirit. Therefore, aged gin is a contradiction under the current regulations in the U.S. market. Enter the lawyers. Yes. Yes. Break them the law. Mm. Yes. And cease and desist orders so, in some uh, cases. <laughs> that was kind of the historical context and the way the TTB look, you know, looked at a lot of these products. Now, the products that we actually have today um, actually have moved to the point where they do have barrel-aged gin or barrel gin um, on, you know, the label. So uh, the TTB is slowly coming around. Barreled, but not barrel aged. Is that a distinction? Yeah, or aged is rusted. the word that there they've taken off because aged implies a certain age and they don't have a requirement and therefore aged is the word they're really Yeah, that not they have into. a problem with. Yeah, um, because it also implies a lot of context around uh, the period of time that you have as well as the integrity of where it was, you know, rested, you know, as well and how long. So all that jazz. And, and what? Yeah. And in what? I agree. It's a stainless steel tank for Nine, six yeah. years. Um, <laughs> so uh, we're going to go through a series of products today. 
And uh, up first, we're going to go through the Lockhouse Barrel Gin. Sparky's going to introduce this product for us. All right, Lockhouse Barreled Gin. Our barrel gin toes the line between a young whiskey in color and texture and a prominent gin in flavor and aroma. The vibrant botanical bouquet, I like that alliteration, is good company with layers of silky vanilla, brown sugar, and spice. The burnt orange color combined with notes of lavender and ginger make this unique spirit a welcome surprise. Mm. We (laughs) Ginger. We proudly distill our gin from New York State grain and Niagara wine trail grown grapes. Bottled at 90 proof, this unique limited release gin is yours to enjoy and also smells like Krembus. <laughs> it does. It really does. Um, yeah, so so I, I was totally blown away by this when I smelled it. Um, because I was blown to- away in a good way or a bad way. Mind blown, blown. which does not imply any of those things. <laughs> well, we're, we're asking. I believe you to I described it. No. <laughs> no, I thought. Um, I I thought it was fascinating because, uh, uh, especially on the nose, it's certainly not at all what I expected to get from gin. I think the first thing that I tasted was, or smelled at least on the nose, was um, brown sugar, molasses, spice. Uh, it tasted like those uh, really great holiday molasses ginger cookies uh, that you make. And so from a barrel-aged gym product, that wasn't even remotely what I was expecting to get on the nose. And then when I and then when I tasted it, um, you know, the ginger and spice came back. There was almost like a, a rich, sulfury molasses in there, uh, probably more, more so than brown sugar. And then... Um, yeah, it, it really was uh, not what I was expecting. Hmm. Well, we'll enjoy a bit more discussion about the uh, Lockhouse Barrel Gin um, in just a moment. Do you think it included a Christmas song? I'm Jewish, sir. Right after this break. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling clouds and crashing surf Iridescent dunes reflecting By the light of a rising glowing moon Seashore mesmerizing Night breeze hypnotizing We've come across these back roads none too soon Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love <laughs> Hey, welcome to uh, <laughs> Sip, Suds, and Smokes What, a, what an Not intro about there Wow <laughs> Uh, today's episode, we're talking about barrel aged gin, and we were just going through discussing the Lockhouse uh, barreled gin, and uh, Sparky was following up with a few of his tasting notes. So, yeah, yeah. So uh, to me, it reminded me more of like a spiced rum or something like that, uh, mm. and and less. Ex- you know, there are some gin notes, traditional gin notes. I hear in there. some holiday a lot of, songs. A lot of pine. You do. I, yeah. you got this a lot of pine? does. I, yeah, I felt like this was the Christmas. It reminded me of was with a fresh Christmas tree, um, woodiness. But I didn't. I didn't care for it, and I felt bad that the because we the Lock House. I've had their New York style gin, which was very good. Okay. I didn't feel like this was the best um, best expression of that. Okay. It reminded I'm, I'm just, me of you. Go first. You first, please. So sorry. The holiday potpourri water that was left from last year. <laughs> that was uh, that was bong water. I'm not sure. And then someone drank it. Yeah. Because they had too much gin. So, I like this. <laughs> the official rendition of Sip, Suds, and Smokes is distilled uh, potpourri, potpourri water. water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, and, and I will be the lone dissenter because yes, you this will. this I I I, I loved it. <laughs> 
I really, I, I will say it. I, when I, when I lean into something and I, I, I may be completely wrong, I don't think so. It's my taste buds. I'm going to own them, but I don't know the pine taste, the, yes, I channeled the holidays. Yes. It took me back to a younger time. Yes. I wish I was drinking during that younger time, but I wasn't. So I get to do it now. And I love that it made me feel some history, but I, I'm less, less the holidays. I got more of the forest out of it. And there was, it is a big, bold, different taste. Oh, there's a whole tree. In this and thing. I do love. <laughs> Of the big There's a couple trees. Like, well, I will take Red those Riding trees. I will go over to my corner and I'll decorate them, and I'll be by, by myself, and I'm okay with that. To clarify, too, uh, you don't own your taste buds. Jenny does. That's true. <laughs> You're just wrong. That's true. I do define myself as her alcohol crash test dummy on a regular basis. So yes, correct. Well, uh, our sips rating for the Lockhouse Barrel Gin is going to be a three. Interesting. Hmm. And away we go. Uh, so next up is going to be the uh, Cabal Barrel Gin. And Carrie Ann is going to introduce this product for us. Caval Barrel Gin. Fans of Caval Dry Gin will taste a similarly crisp spirit with flavors from rosehip, juniper, angelica root, and coriander. But will appreciate a new level of depth and oak from the spirit's time resting in a Caval whiskey barrel. The attention to detail that Caval's grain-to-bottle process allows shines through in the final product, offering a unique spirit that appeals to gin and whiskey drinkers alike. Hmm. Hmm. I I like this one a lot. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, the one thing that struck me was just the uh, the spice off this. Um. And, you know, it's interesting. We, uh, I find myself kind of going through a myriad of what I call the mistletoe, mistletoe madness. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and trying to figure out, is this clove? Is this nutmeg? Is this allspice? Which part of the pumpkin spice, you know, does this particular barrel age? Because that was the one common flavor profile that was kind of humming through all of these. You know, was just all of this stuff that was reminiscent of just all of those holiday spices. And so I, I, I almost wanted to break out and have a checkbox and go, this one, this one, this one. Yeah. But I thought this one had a lot of clove and allspice in it. I so. think the thing that's most interesting about like this whole category, maybe this gin in particular, is we oftentimes <laughs> talk about um, whiskey and the things that whiskey imparts into a, a uh, the barrel imparts into a whiskey. We'll talk about baking spices, but in gin, they actually put those baking spices into the gin, and then they're put into the barrel in these expressions. And I think some of them are exacerbated. Yeah, you get you in get a, a lot really more than what way, you and put some it of in. Them are, I think it works in this one. This was my favorite yeah. of the batch that we tried. I liked how bright it was. You know, that was the first thing of all these things. That we it was just this really bright taste, and then you got hit with the wood right after that. But uh, there is a lot of hit with the way. wood. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, yeah. There, uh, the barrel influence here is uh, a, a marked uh, contrast for. But you can still taste the gin, which I appreciate. A lot of them, the gin flavor is lost from the barrel. This mm. one still tastes like gin. I thought this was the best balance between a gin and the the barrel uh, balance between the two that. flavors. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree with you then. Yeah, I, I found it kind of to be rough but tasty. Like there was some rough elements to it. I mean, it was no, you it like was, it though. It was no like lock Jenny's house. Aunt. But <laughs> it was no lock house, but I'll, I'll go with it. <laughs> um, I think the other thing of contrast is. Uh, bringing in so much sugar you know into this from a lot of the base you know gin itself um this is one i think really took a huge leap you know from probably where it was to where it is so well our sips rating for the caval uh, barrel gin is also going to be a three interesting well up next is going to be the big gin bourbon barreled and charlie is going to introduce this product sure big barreled Bourbon barreled big gin, 100% corn based spirit with a relatively traditional botanical bill bouquet by Tasmanian pepperberry and cara, cara de cardamom. Cardamom, thank cardamom. you. <laughs> <Cara> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> More gin, please. He doesn't. He doesn't cook much. You know, yeah. I hit the Tasmanian, and that just threw me. I mean, Tasmanian Sorry, pepperberry. I mean, how was, more? How many? How you, don't, more obscure you don't cook with that on a regular basis. <laughs> it was interesting bra, watching bra, a, a grown man trying to sound his way through it. And I'm like, this is not going. <laughs> this well. is not going <laughs> well. I love Tas, mom. Tahee. <laughs> 
Yeah. So they, so they, the folks at Captive Spirits Distilling rest their flagship gin in barrels, formerly used by Heaven Hill Distillery for their bourbon. After six months in the barrels, the spirits emerge with only a surprisingly light straw hue. And I think that's their own fault. Yes. If they can go in there for six months and that's all they walk away with, that's their own problem. They're just not trying hard enough. Yeah, they need to get in there and they need. Yes, totally agree. Yeah, six months is probably on the the shorter end of the barrel resting time period. It's not even resting. That's like a barrel nap. Well, I think it also depends on the disposition of the warehouse and weather conditions as well. I mean, season. Yeah, seasonality. Did it really go through one full cycle through the wood, you know, itself? But But this is in Seattle. This can't get that hot in Seattle. But I'm sorry. If you go through that that whole process and you brag about the straw. Where, where does straw come in? <laughs> you're in a barrel. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, it, it was, it was super pale. It that was very strange. Yeah. yeah. It was okay. weird. Mm. Well, uh, one of the things I will confess is uh, this is, um, we actually have a whole lineup of products. We had probably twice the number of products uh, lined up. This is the low rider. And I will tell you why, because I came back and hit this bottle quite a bit. Really? Um, and I don't know. There was just something unique, uh, you know, about this particular product. And it wasn't, I don't know if it was just the novelty of it. Very perfume, a lot of pine. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a very distinct flavor to and it. And that flavor lingers. That's the one thing I noticed yeah, about this. Yeah, like the, it holds for a long time. There was a time strange off flavor it. at the end of it. There was, I got no wood off of it. And there was a strange off flavor that just going and going and going. Yeah. I couldn't even tell you what that off flavor is. Off flavor is maybe not a good word. I, I thought this was the most like non-offensive. It was very... <laughs> So well, it didn't. It didn't go. It didn't. Hmm. Yeah, it was. It was good. It, it didn't. It didn't. On the gold medal for least non-offensive. <laughs> those two. Is the straw. The San Francisco Spirits Society. The straw forward. The, yeah. I can almost see the conference meeting going. All right, here's our goal. We're going to create the least non-offensive <laughs> barrel-aged gin on the market. Okay, everybody, ready, go. <laughs> see, I think this one kept its gin profile the most of any of them that we tasted today. I think so. Yeah, I agree. This was the most gin-like of the gins. Hence straw. Well, you know, when I first, uh, I just was looking at the profile of the product even before I tasted it, I'm like, this is going to get lost in the bourbon barrel. The bourbon barrel is just going to overwhelm the gin, and I'm, and you're just not going to get a lot of the base product. And I actually find quite the opposite. This is a very good example where I think they've been good companions. I think that there's been some good interaction between the two. I don't really see a heavy influence of one it's over platonic. the other. Yeah, it is. Don't. Maybe if I had to, if I have to give the upper hand, it would be to the gin, and that's pretty rare to say. You've dropped something into a bourbon barrel that has just not been consumed, you know, by that taste profile. Everybody's yeah, n- totally. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, any other comments about Big Gin? I dated her in college. Mm. She's pretty hot. Me too. <laughs> uh, so I made, uh, we'll talk about a couple of things. I actually made a cocktail uh, with this um, for everybody. Which, oh, which one was that? Uh, this this is the one I made the cocktail. Oh, okay. It was the called cognac, the, the, yeah, the con- yeah. cognac and flute. What did I call this? Uh, late. Flused. Is it flused. <laughs> stay up late. Flused. Stay up Yay, late. Yay, he's joined my club. Floozy. <laughs> yeah. It's called stay up late. Yeah, Big Jen so, was a floozy. Um, yeah. So maybe we'll post, uh, post out this uh, recipe. Um, but it's it's basically a split between this uh, barrel aged gin and cognac, a little lemon juice, a touch of uh, simple syrup, and uh, a touch of uh, uh, soda, a club soda. Yeah, it is. Um, and I just found myself crushing this cocktail. I mean, I, after for me to go back to a cocktail, and when I'm on the, like the third or fourth one, something is going on there. And so, I'll tell you what the problem is with you people after <laughs> my fourth one. I'm I'm bucking up to be one of uh, you know um, Jenny's relatives. Oh, it yeah, that. I must say it's just that way. This don't even affect me anymore. (laughs) I've been there, and it's it's a high bar to cross. (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyway. When does the airing of the grievances start? Uh, <laughs> it never know, stops. That is one of the spices in one of these. You airing know, of grievances. That's correct. Right? The airing, the airing <laughs> of grievances. You guys talk. I think it was the first one. one. Of these. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, so very interesting. Did you guys like the cocktail or didn't? I, 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 did. I yeah. did. It was refreshing because I kind of needed that. I would say kick up yeah. the, co- the cognac. If we anything. would all say that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, what was the cocktail we had before? We'll, better. we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll okay. get to that one. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, so, <laughs> so our sips rating for the Big Gen bourbon barrel is also going to be a three as soon as I get to the screen. There we go. Interesting. <laughs> I'm sensing right. a pattern here. Yeah, mm-hmm. we got a lot of threes. Well, next up is going to be the glorious Jen Oaked, and Jenny's going to read the description for this product. Glorious. Inglorious Jen. No, it was glorious. Uh, We've been experimenting with resting our glorious gin in oak barrels since 2011. Over that time, we have produced four unique batches, each with a different oak treatment. Our original formula picks up notes of vanilla, baking spices, and warmth from its time in oak. We continue to tinker with our process until we find the perfect aging method. This is the most modest <laughs> marketing write-up I've ever read. Which matches the flavor of the product, as I far know. as I'm concerned. I'm thinking no, that there like should be a one. community college course where you get to go and you get to write product descriptions in the stylistic characteristics of a Canadian <laughs> and be brief and only use a couple of A's. Right? Yeah. You hoser. You hoser. Yeah. <laughs> Take off, man. They're they're still tinkering with the process. They're going to find the best one eventually, but they're really happy with this one for now. You know, guys? Do you really have to create a four-paragraph thesaurus adjective-laden expose of all of the, you know, spices of the season, you know? That's that's Anheuser-Busch. I want to read a marketing write-up written in the style of, like, Hemingway. It's just just four four ingredients. And five paragraphs to describe. Yeah. 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 The old man liked the rum. The end. Like, <laughs> right. I, agree. I like that. What, yeah. is, what yeah. is so wrong? You know, that would Drop be the mic. That would be, yeah. hip, that would be a hipster product. Yeah. That would be like, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. That that's it all the way. Well, Jenny, I have only one tasting note for this. The glorious gin. Let's get back to the gin. My oh, note. I'm sorry. What are we talking about again? Glorious My tasting gin. note gin. for this gin was meh. Yeah, that, I'm with you. Almost no flavor. That was my. How did you get almost really? no? I got almost so much no vanilla. flavor. I don't think you were drinking. I don't. You, okay, you got I'm yours mixed up. I'm still right drinking it. Glass, let wrong, me have it. I'm going to drink it right now. Oh, oh, this may not go well. I'm not saying that it's not. Actually, I got meh. I'm not saying it's the there best is nothing thing there. Oh, let's hear. There's it so much. No, no, man. There was vanilla. There's, there was like baking spices. The almost like that. some menthol notes on that nose. Sorry, it's got such a strong nose. Like a Virginia Slim. Herbaceous Virginia Slim. I'm hearing a lot of holiday songs playing through my head as yeah. he's going. Yeah, let's go back. Let's go back to. Let's Did go Virginia Slims remind you of holidays? Do we need to talk no, later. I'm just we'll talk Judy's drunk. Aunt. Yes. No. She she smokes Virginia Slims <laughs> every time. <laughs> well, I okay, I, I thought I thought it had a fantastic herbaceous nose. I got a lot of uh, vanilla and citrus and some wood in it. Uh, I that was I think probably one of my favorite ones next to. Lockhouse's Crimbus Surprise. Um, but yeah. I, I find that I like this one more just because I'm defending it against people who hated it because I didn't hate it. So yeah, I, you jerks. I, I didn't hate it. It just it it was. It's like it's like your friend in the corner who's afraid to talk to people. It had nothing no, to share. You are I mean, so you are so wrong. I just yeah. can't. I like can't believe wax. how wrong you are. <laughs> yeah, the wax was solid. It did have an amazing wax. <laughs> amazing amazing wax. system. I know yes. how to play a certain part. You there know, you go. I yeah. like the wax. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> I like to watch. <laughs> well, it's a lot of lot of ginger, like a lot of ginger vanilla. I thought the bitter was uh, the finish was really bitter. Okay, I'll try this, it again. So, Let me try you know, it one more. That was time. the one thing that got me. I keep trying this. and trying again. And trying. You're just not drinking trying. enough. Things that make you go. Hmm. 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 I don't know. drink until it tastes good. That's. That's no. how you do it. I'm just going to take my bottle of lock housing over here. I'm sorry. It's Christmas by myself in this corner. This one and the lock house where I think were the two most polarized. There were, yeah, the, there, so. there were the most yeah. split opinions. 
I do hope we can get to the the, the fifth one because I, I really had strong opinions on that. Oh one. yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna get to that okay, and good. then some. No problem. But I don't think I've actually uh, I didn't write down the word lemon pledge beside anything today except for this. So I this. Oh yeah. wow. So yeah, I know. I don't know. It was just something about the uh, aroma about this one um, that really got to me, and I um, I don't know. It just uh, the citrus uh, alcohol infused. Um, aroma about it. Um, I call that Friday. Now, now, not not to cut on it further, <laughs> not to cut on it further, but I am going to cut in one small way, and that is the fact that this has the hardest to read label oh, in the history. It. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I mean, I cannot. If I looked, I, I stared at this for like ten seconds, trying to figure out what the heck the label was trying to say to me, and it, it says, is not words. It says cardamom. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yes. Okay. I got that. That is oh, man. deserved in America and amazing. There was a touch of sarcasm, as he said. <laughs> oh, well, that uh, um, interesting uh, discussion around the uh, glorious gin. Gin. Sh- you know, we're not playing that particular game during, you know, today. So, you know, this is all about the the beverage itself, Carrie Ann. So, you know. I won. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're the winner, girlfriend. That's right. <laughs> uh, for sure. Well, our uh, our SIPS rating for the Glorious Gen is actually going to be a two. Wow, isn't that nice? Generous. Hmm. So uh, it's such a broad range of things that we've, you know, gone through so far. We've had, um, you know, some spice bombs along the way. We've had some things where the wood has kind of come in, you know, the sugars have kind of been an interplay we've had all of the mistletoe um you know spices along the way I'm, i think that i'm missing a couple though so there's not been enough dreidel c- we didn't have any dreidel yet there's mm. there's not been enough cinnamon in this so far that's the one thing that has oh. been missing you know in the spice bomb you know explosion so do you think that uh and i think that's one thing uh i found interesting about these products is do you think that they were aiming for a common um, taste profile? Because that was the one thing I found a little interesting on all this was um, not how dissimilar they were, but how similar in, in terms of, you know, some spice characteristics. I think there were some notes that were consistent throughout all of them, but I don't think anybody knows what the hell they're doing in this category. Yeah, I think it's, it's all over the That's also the magic the of West. a barrel. You never know what yeah. you're going to get out of a barrel. All sure. I have to say is that- barrel-aged gin. Hmm. Well, on that note, I'll let you think about what we're going to talk about next after we come back from this break. And I would tell you, come back. We'll be right back in a moment. It's not just the destination, but baby, the whole elation riding down this lover's avenue. Slow as a willow blows, or as fast as the whirlwind grows, we glide beneath the stars in cobalt blue. Look to the left, to the right, keep your eyes on the road, my darling, wondering if we're only passing through. Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love Our eyes ahead on these back roads with a view Hey, welcome back to Sips, Suds, and Smokes. Uh, this is good old boy Mike, and we're talking about barrel-aged gin today. Right. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, we've gone through a series of products that were kind of covering this top topic. There is no funneling technique. It's <laughs> off that sparky. Well, I went to UT, so we're more of butt chuggers. So I don't know if you've ever... Are you saying that the full vertical insertion at 80 degree angle is a requirement? It's really the only way to get the most bottle. out of it. What are we talking about now? Squeeze bottle. Dude. Just I went to a very dark, dark <laughs> place <laughs> fast. Mm. Of all the spirits to butt chug, I'd say barrel-aged gin is the worst. The, I would totally agree. <laughs> With this spice profile, I, I completely agree. Ding, ding, ding. Absolutely. Why are you yes. walking funny? Why? 
Why, that. yes, that was a spice bomb. I would bomb. say, look, I got a splinter. <laughs> what, would you call that a public service announcement? I would yes, say, yes. you know, my, my house is locked. <laughs> I personally would say, for those of you in Alabama, grab a hand, grab a friend, and discuss this that you should not butt chug anything that is barrel aged. So there you go. Watch Bam, it. Once again. Oh, yes, that's right. We have made I'm sorry, well, that's, but that's those only- headlines came out of the University of Tennessee. Yeah, no, that's that's actually true, Carrie. And the, the truth is, is that really they need to start with inbreeding before they go to butt chugging. So I mean, like, let's prioritize everything. I, j- I just want to say this: this com- these comments are not Charlie Tonic hour approved. Okay. <laughs> and we're already banned in Alabama anyway, so it's okay. Absolutely banned once again. And we have our first giveaway here on Sip, Set, and Smoke. So, Charlie, I want you to pick up that lockhouse, buddy. You can take that entire thing. <laughs> yes. <home with> <laughs> Thank you. This is going home with me. I'm telling you, there's a crowd that's just going wild about this. So. Charlie, why are you in the corner with that bottle? It's my Christmas time. Because I can. <laughs> I so, didn't rinse out my glass, and now it's sad. So Jenny and Charlie had a good story about the first time they encountered barrel-aged gin that I thought would be great to share with our listeners. Uh, yeah, so we went to the San Antonio Cocktail Conference in 2014. It was the first year for the show. And that was the first time I'd had a barrel-aged gin. It, I'd never even heard of such a thing. I, mm. I think, yeah. Mm. yeah. I was the same thing, like barrel, barrel-aged gin. That's a contradiction. No, that, that was, so we were at the conference and it was like 9 a.m., first day of the conference. And I went to a gin panel because I was new to gin. I had the not panel done gets it. earlier and with more gins every time every he tells time the I story. Tell it, yes. Just so you know. But, so there was, there was like five gins. They did the whole style. They did all the cocktails behind it. And then they walked you through and really taught, but they talked about how, you know, gin is like a palette you can paint with. But then these people from Treaty Oak Distillery who are out of Texas who are amazing and doing amazing things with barrel-aged gin, and they introduced me to my first ever barrel-aged gin. And it was mind-blowing to me because I got the notes of what I love from bourbon. I got the the kind of the palate of gin. Well, I think that's why it was exciting is because – It was so new. It, and it, was it doesn't taste like anything you've, else you've had. Yeah, it was When fresh. you try it, you can't, you can't place it. It doesn't taste like a gin. It doesn't taste like a whiskey. Yeah. It's just, and how often in life do you get that experience where you taste something that doesn't really taste like anything else you've had before? It is kind of exciting. Yeah. The first time mm. I did Malort shots, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's totally. Yes. <laughs> that wins the Does not, uh, does not taste right like there. anything else. Yeah. That is true. Oh, yeah. yes. That, that's yes. right up there in the same category. That doesn't make you go, hmm. That makes you go, <laughs> That, that Mommy, may not be the best advertisement, <laughs> <laughs> but distilleries have a, they can have a hard time trying to market this because people like like us yeah. we we don't know we had no idea what it was what we don't know expect. what it is we don't know what to yeah. expect we don't know what to do with it like what do you what do you mix with it what yeah. do you make You're with it You're not alone yeah mm-hmm. retailers but, uh, restaurateurs bartenders nobody knows what to I do with it I think that's why I've carried forward a love of barrel aged gin since then because from that moment I was just like. Oh my God, this is so different. This is so refreshing. This is so new. This is so tasty. And I, I don't know that I found a similar representation to kind of what I got there, but I, I, I've liked some of the products here. I loved what Trudiet was doing, I'll say. But so I want to challenge you though, because yeah. how often have you went to the store to purchase a bottle of barrel aged gin? Uh, that would be mm. none. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if, if what I had experienced, if I could have gotten what I had there, the 46, yeah. You remember. A very drunk, glorious moment. <laughs> I'm sorry. I will own that glorious. and love it. I got like this. I got like this whole heart. scene playing with through my head as I'm walking into a retailer that I might have known, and I walk in and going, "Yeah, I want the barrel age Caval," and they're going, "Wait." Are you ill? Yeah. <laughs> you know? See, I, I don't. I, I think it's just it's a product ahead of its time. I think there'll be a time so, where we'll be excited about this. You, you know, Charlie. Way. It sounds like you're ready to claim yourself as the. Barrel aged gin evangelist? Is that <laughs> I, yes? I'll that's do it. Your, I'll do it. I'll okay. do it. Yes, right. yes. Pick up that bottle of glorious gin. You get two for one. <laughs> yes. 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 Exactly. Right. Not the glorious. glorious you can keep. Oh, I'll take uh, the glorious. Okay. There you go. Actually, the one that we didn't talk about, which I we're really gonna, we're love. We're gonna get to it. I know I'm just saying, but Hidden River. If I'm taking a bottle, it's gonna be Hidden River. Huh. There's, no, there's nothing left to There's nothing I'm left. Okay with that. I'm taking the bottle. That's a good sign. I'll just take the bottle. Yeah. So I think that what we experimented with earlier is kind of 
if, in my opinion, the best thing to do with barrel-aged gin is to make some cocktails. Yeah, I think that is the very true, that they really reflect well in cocktails. And But it takes somebody being creative and making something with it because they don't always translate into either a gin or a whiskey cocktail. You have to kind of, sometimes you have to make something new. True that. So a lot of bars, and it's kind of gotten to be the thing, is to barrel-age some cocktails behind the bar. This kind of puts a shortcut for you. Yeah, I I completely agree. And so as these products are actually rolling in for us to review, uh, that was one of the real challenges, you know, that I was finding um, as this was coming in for, uh, you know, to look at evaluation is what's the conversation, you know, around these? And I was kind of debating, do we taste these straight up neat? Do we have, you know, do we infuse these in some cocktails, you know, between Sparky and I and, you know, um, and I really felt like there was a good conversation on both sides of the coin. And I like the fact that we've we talked about one cocktail. We're going to talk about another one here before we close out the segment. But I, I really feel like that really is a good expression of the range that this product can bring around. And I think that you shouldn't pigeonhole it to say that it should be all with one or all the other. I really think there's some room for both trying it neat as well as within a cocktail. So, yeah, everybody is uh, nodding a lot of heads yeah, all the way around absolutely. for that one. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, let's get right into uh, the last product we're going to uh, review for this lineup, which is the Hidden River Barrel Rested Gin. And here is a quick introduction for this product. The Manitani Stillworks Hidden River Gin is a mysterious complex uh, as the winding waters from where it carefully distilled. Um, unexpected twists of vanilla, caramel. Wait, there's a river and it involves vanilla and caramel. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> Willy Wonka. I was going to say that was <laughs> yeah. totally. Are there Oompa Loompas on the side of it? That's true. <laughs> and when I fell in it, they sang a song. Let me take. I agree. Dip yeah. your donut in I'm it. I'm just. Yeah, there you go. Yes. I agree. This is a glazed donut infused experience. Uh, so. Anyway, so it's vanilla, caramel, and spice-tamed juniper into a mellow favorite as the oak barrel's transformative interior uh, creates a complex and compelling spirit. Straight off, Jen Jinkers, Jen, <laughs> Jen Jinkers, Jen Drinkers will notice the complexity in Hidden River and whiskey, as and Scotch drinkers will enjoy Hidden River barrel rested nuances flavor and mellow and smooth finish <laughs> light amber in color uh metatoni uh still works aged gin delivers the perfect amount of sweetness and warmth uh with uh, a sip neat uh, with underlying juniper commingling with hints of oak and whiskey. I would say... Jinjinky, mm. Shaggy. <laughs> I would say that the following adjectives in this lineup are should me stricken. You should not be able to use the word transformative. Commingling. Yeah. And commingling. And any product description yes. for any yes. alcohol And whatsoever. the number one adjective I'd use for it, they forgot to mention. It is super smoky, which is why yeah. I insisted I we talk about it and make yeah. a cocktail yeah. with it. So uh, I, whoever was the individual from Iowa that wrote this, they should not be employed any longer. It's they should actually maybe taste uh, the, the, the adjective they use that I do agree with, though, is mellowed. Because I think that is an effect that you have on a with lot of marshmallows? the... marshmallows? Mellowed. <laughs> it mellows some of the juniper and the botanicals. Like I think that's what you see a lot with barrel gins it's actually going to bring the botanicals down just a little bit and you get a little bit more of the barrel which is which is nice hmm. when i it, when i have presented uh barrel aged gins to whiskey drinkers they tend to uh if you're a whiskey drinker they go oh i like this better than most other gins because it's got a little bit of the barrel in it yeah. i mean it's it's yeah. not they don't switch to drinking barrel aged gin but they they go, okay, I can see all, where you're coming from. All the barrel-aged I, I tasted today, this was the one I immediately was like, cocktail with this. The first thing mm -hmm. I wrote yeah, down. It's going to stand up and it's going to add some really yummy stuff to it. Yeah, the first thing I wrote down on my tasting notes was caramel. 
before anything else. Um, and then the wood just kind of came in and just yeah. mellowed everything out. So I like the That's smokiness, the uh, smokiness, and I, I agree with Carrie Ann on the smokiness. Also, I got a lot of honey for some reason. It, that hit my taste buds. But mm-hmm. I also like that it's got the creepiest label I've seen, which is like these these like dark woods with the word gin just kind of peeking out. It's like it's like the a, gin's gonna murder like a poster you. for a horror movie, but yeah. it's beautiful in the way it's presented. So. Fantastic. But the cocktail you made with us was fabulous. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, and please I think talk that, about the cocktail. Oh, let's hear about it. It was really good. And it, it was, was yeah. it was a good example. Well, it was simple. I made a Negroni with the barrel-aged gin, and a lot of guys behind the bars are doing barrel-aged Negronis. So I thought this one, because it had so much smoke to offer, was going to make a really great cocktail. And it did. It did. It did. Yes. I'll talk I think about it was, all the ingredients used in it, because I was lame. I didn't have any Campari on site, so we used... Oh. It was a Lockhouse. While I did not care for Lockhouse limited release barrel gin, I did really enjoy their bitters, which we used in place of a traditional Campari ingredient. And then go. we did use... A very expensive sweet vermouth. That you are not refrigerating, dude. Come on, you've got to keep vermouth refrigerated. You failed. Equal parts of all of shame that. Shame for shame. Jenny's stirred it like a guy, champ. I'm a refuse to put stuff <laughs> zested. in Zesting moment. Zesting moment. So much zest. That was zesty. Premature zesting. <laughs> zesty. <laughs> it was fabulous. Still love you, Mike. Drink some more of that. Yeah. yeah. So I think the Lockhouse made ver- this cocktail ver- on this. Vermouth <laughs> group therapy on Thursday at one o'clock. <laughs> right. Is that, is There's that an one? intervention coming. Okay. Yeah, right. It involves a refrigerator. I got Look, that. I think this one in particular, and maybe any of the barrel-aged gins that you find out in the market, taste them, see what their strongest profiles are. Are they more gin? Are they more whiskey? Try any cocktail that could go either way. Well, mm-hmm. the, uh, one of the things I would love about this product is we haven't talked about as the uh, – we've had the benefit of actually tasting the companion products – uh, alongside, you know, many of these. So we actually got to taste basically the base gen that they dropped in the barrel before it was barrel aged. Um, and we really liked, you know, the base gen. It was, um, it didn't make. Very true. It didn't make our top 10. It was but, the top 10, but it was in the top 20 for yeah, sure. I mean, it was one yeah. of the things that I think was a real surprise, you know, out of uh, a lot of the products that we tried along the way. And I actually, I, I like the fact that we're talking about the barrel aged gen because between the two companion products, I like the barrel aged product better. Um, and that's pretty rare for me to say I would actually like the barrel aged product you know, better than the base product itself. You know, I really thought that um, it was just a very good representation of uh, a lot of things that you could improve, you know, with, uh, with barrel aging itself. I don't think it altered everything. The sweetness in the vanilla definitely came through a lot harder, you know, with uh, you know, the, the barrel itself Yeah, for sure. uh, in this. So, uh, I really I love the cocktail, you know, that you made with this. Yeah, the cocktail turned out really well, man. Yeah. Well played. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I call every, I call my wife, man. What's up, that's, dude? That's another story. I know. Mm. <laughs> well, um So do you think that the the barrel aged uh trend is that gonna continue or is that gonna kind of fizz out because it seems like people are still struggling to figure that out. Well, let's give a review for oh, this sorry. real quick. So our <laughs> good question. Yeah, though. It no, is a great question. question. We'll get let's right come, back to that. We're going to get right back to that. Uh, Cause we do have some time to tackle that. Our sip suds and smokes rating for the hidden river barrel rested gin is actually going to be a three. Interesting. I upgraded that on the fly. So I agree. I, 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 uh, I looked at our prior discussion and I thought, uh, it was uh, right there. So ask your question again, which is, do you think barrel age is going to be around? Yeah. Is this, is this going to continue? Cause it seems like a lot of distilleries have done it, but will they continue? Is it mm. going to, is it going to stick around as a category? It's so mm. hot right now. So hot. Say what gen. stands out mm. about all of the barrel age gins we tasted is that nothing stands out. Nothing is like anything that we were no, I mean, all I, in agreement on a four or a five rating. It was all kind of like, meh. but, but is that not a good thing right there that, that there is such a difference in the way people are tasting it. There is such a different experience and there's uh, room for interpretation. I think the I think the thing I'm going to go out on is, you know what? I think that this style of spirit is in dire need of a signature cocktail. Yes. 
I mm. absolutely think that. I think that, I made it. Well, it was really good. It was outstanding, in fact. Um, and I, I think that's just it. It was a great example of saying, I really think if you have a really good signature cocktail to wrap this around, I think it'll be around for the next 20 years. I wonder years. historically, I mean, because this is, was there, I think we talked on this briefly, was there a a history of barrel-aged gin? Was that something that existed in the past? It, or? it did exist in the past, and it got lost, and then it came back around. Is the well, way so that, it was probably I mean, the, similar in, to the way that, that whiskey used to be barrel-aged just because that's how they stored it, correct. Not, not as a flavoring goal. Right. I have experience as both a supplier and a distributor selling barrel-aged gins, and I'll tell you, it's rough and it's hard. And I think that it's not because the product doesn't deserve a second look. It's because people just don't know how to look at the product. So hopefully people are going to listen to this and go, hmm, try it. I'm going to try a bottle of that yeah, and, and work with it. Uh, well, I completely agree. And hopefully, uh, you know, you enjoyed this discussion, you know, along the way today. I, I know I did. A, I learned a lot about this. This was not a category that... You know, I particularly knew a whole lot kind of charging into it, but uh, I enjoyed the cocktails. I enjoyed them neat. You know, I really enjoyed the discussion today, and I'm hoping that you do the company. as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you can catch all of our episodes online as well on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, iHeart, PRX, and Spreaker, our native media host who has not indicted us yet iTunes and our own Android app are the easiest way to enjoy this show on your phone. Just search for Sips, Suds, and Smokes on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. Be sure to tap subscribe, and the show will always be on your phone. You can also yak into your phone. Okay, Google, play Sips, Suds, and Smokes. Boom. We're right there. Yeah, you can even ask Siri. Um, we love your feedback, and you can reach us online as well anytime. You can write all of your love notes to Charlie at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Thank, Thank you. I'll take every one of them. Yeah. Dear Barrel Edge Gen King, our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every single day at sipsudsmokes is our handle, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll be able to interact with the thousands of other fans if you join us on those social media platforms as well. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a great big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Hop on iTunes, select our show, select five, and write a brief note. That's a great big help. I want to thank my co-host for being here uh, for this show. Thank you, good old boy, Sparky. Thanks for having me, Mike. Thank you, good old gal, Carrie Ann. My pleasure. Check out my social media to see what I have to take down from cease and desist orders this week. <laughs> That's a running theme. Thank you, Charlie. Find us at charlietonic.com and thank you. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you. This is good old boy Mike asking you to keep on sipping. This has been a one-tan-hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.